Welcome to another episode of Extra Bases with Bristol and Booth. For a while there, Jeremy, we were on a hot streak, but then we cooled right off, unfortunately. However, we're coming back with gusto because what an interesting day this has been as we tape this on Monday, May 29th. I wake up to this tweet. Right. It was this morning you tweeted it. I don't know. I mean, there was so much, you know. Um... Well, let me let me say what what you wrote. All it right. was in relation in in response to the Astros saying. 10 runs in front of tens of fans. Something like that. Yeah. Obviously. Part of the Sunday win over Oakland in front of a very empty crowd which is unfortunate because Oakland has some great fans and it's a story franchise in many ways. But anyways, so Jeremy, and maybe I do have the timestamp here. Jeremy tweeted, Jeremy tweets, this is well classless is being gentle and they wonder why the rest of the cities and fan bases dislike them talking about the Astros. Some keyboard warrior literally making it worse on the players and embarrassing the city. And then, Jeremy, the responses start rolling in. Well, you know what? If people actually responded to that tweet, number one, it would have been a far more intelligent day. Like, I feel like I got dumber today engaging with what I saw. And I'm going to, I'm going to say a couple of things, Jason, you know, I don't really say what's on my mind very often. Right. But today we're going to make an exception. So we got this, um, I don't don't know, human who decides that he's going to take a, take tweets, twist them up for clicks and aggravate whoever he can aggravate to get them going. So everybody can tell him how great he is. I'm going to go ahead and say I don't need anybody speaking for me. If people responded to the tweet that I put out there, it would have been a far far better day, far more intelligent day, because I really think I got dumber with some of the interaction that I had today. I don't understand where any of that came from. And so instead of just dealing with the original tweet, we have this this uh, this human, this, 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 this breathing organism that decides it's going to go ahead and take what I said and twist it in half – and make it completely irrelevant. It, it's almost like it was clickbait. It was so bad and so off compared to what I actually put out there that I had to like quote tweets like I'm lost in what you're discussing. I have no idea. And then these responses started rolling in. Now, let me say this clearly for those of you that were, you know, have never had any interaction with me before. If you come at me like you have, you're going to get it back. I don't want to hear complaints i don't want to see oh you shouldn't be saying this i you know i'm right here my face right here matches my twitter avatar first and foremost i'm not hiding behind a mask you know i don't don't, i'm not doing this you know i mean i'm just being me and i'm gonna say what's on my mind and all i said was the tweet was classless the tweet was classless the astros deleted it now i think maybe sometimes we need an ethics class because it's kind of like you know, this might be this human being's thing is to take what people do and turn it around and, you know, talk about other fan bases and talk about other cities and other. 
how bad is your life where that's what you got to do? All you're trying to do is, is drum up other stuff with other people. Um, and I'm happy to, if need be, because I thought about this. Like, you know, what, 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 what would Jesus do, right? With WWJD, what would Jesus do? You know, what would my, what would people that I know do? You know, I, I sat in the corner for a little bit, didn't face the corner because I didn't belong to be in there. I was looking the other way. And I thought about it, you know. And if we're that confused on what what, what was be, what's being said, and we need to do that, well, next time I'm in at May Park, and he happens to be in May Park, I'm happy to just you know clear up any misunderstanding on what ethics need to be applied. That said, it was a bad tweet. The Astros account shouldn't have done it. And after I tweeted that, I heard from other organizations. I heard from people throughout the game. I've heard from within the organization that that type of stuff, that type of stuff that people do is what makes their job harder on the road. None of these guys want to listen to anything having to do with 2017. Not from Houston media, who's the person that started that today. Not from other fans, although they kind of need, they're going to have to hear a little bit because people aren't going to forget it. It's kind of a, it's a mark forever. But we don't need to start drumming up that type of stuff. These guys just want to go play baseball. And you know what? Six years later, they've earned the right to just go play baseball. You don't need to hear this anymore. So um, somebody who understands where they are, I was actually defending those guys. They don't need to have that. They don't need to be in a situation where, where people are just coming at them left and right. Your Twitter account said this. Your fa- All they're doing is putting the uniform on they're paid to put on. They're going out and competing. They're trying to win for themselves. They're trying to win for the city. That's all they're trying to do, and they're doing it in sometimes some pretty difficult you know, conditions. This group has had to grow up a lot since 2017. Those guys are still here, and the people that have joined this club and this organization have had to wear it for stuff they didn't even do. So it's probably a better idea for, for us to, to stop instigating, right? If you're the Astros Twitter or if you're a certain media personality, stop instigating and just go ahead and um, let these guys be who they are. That's where I'm at with it. I think some of the responses need to be mentioned, need to be brought up. I wanted to do a top five, but I'm not going to do that, Jeremy. But like, this is one that really I found interesting. Uh, someone wrote back how I sleep at night, knowing my team is the best team in baseball, blah, 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 blah. They said, um, something about you. They said what a random guy on Twitter says really factors into what happens to the players on the field. Speaking of the Astros, the Astros thrive more when they're booed and disrespected. So I don't think it actually bothers them, but good try though. Um, let me tell you something. <laughs> You're exactly right, Jeremy, that these guys just want to go play baseball. Yes. Are they energized by being in another stadium and the buzz of a huge game in the playoffs? Yes. And they expect to hear the fans cheering for the home team and not them. But if you think that these guys enjoyed or thrive or look forward to hearing all this crap on the road and you think that it makes them play better, man, you don't know anything because these guys, they're people, they hear it, they have feelings. And I'm not, listen, I'm not 
I'm not making, I'm not sensitive about this or making it all about sensitivity, but these guys, it bothered them. It bothered them. And it make, you're exactly right. It makes their job a whole heck of a lot harder. It's it's just, it's not anything that this fan base is doing to help themselves or help the city. And, and um, this tweet didn't start out, start out about the fan base, but the response no. is make, they make Here's it about against, them. It was about the team, the organization. The That's it. And, and, and we don't, we're not, we're not talking about the players. We're not putting down the city. I mean, how that got twisted was this one person decided they were going to go ahead and flip it. And, you know, when you go back through their their timeline and look at what they're doing, they're doing that for everybody. That's just what this this guy does. He decides to pick on people and and, and turn it into something that's negative, which is, you know, again, I'm happy to I'm happy to, to course correct that if need be. But the reality is, is that when it comes to um, when it comes to what we saw from fans, some of this stuff was entertaining. Some of it was actually kind of funny. Some of it was was just it, it was mind boggling. Like, are we paying attention at all? And 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 these fans, if they like these love these players and love the team so much, which they obviously do because of the passion, one way or the other. Stop living in 2017. Stop letting people stir you up. Live in 2023. You got a championship for 2022. Nobody can take away from you, right? You're still in a very talented era. And you know what? The Astros, if you look back to 2017, remember that's our first year doing stuff. They didn't need that. They really didn't need that stuff. They were good enough to win on their own, but you're never going to hear that. So why are we still talking about that? Let's focus on supporting the club, being being classy, being the Houston that we've all seen, instead of going into this cesspool that certain media members will take you into by trying to upset you and, and, and take you down a rabbit hole. It just doesn't make any sense why the Astros would – the A's aren't even on their level right now. And and oh. let's not forget, the Astros had some lean years as well where they were getting hash marks when it came to local television ratings. So I, I just don't understand. And I hate to sound like, oh, the Astros are the big bad bullies here. But like, what, what was like, I don't see what the point of that was. I just, I don't understand. It just doesn't seem like, it just doesn't seem like, I don't even want to say it, it, it's like playing fair, but it just doesn't make any sense to me. Like it's cool to tweet out about your guys and this, and they're doing that. And so, but to listen, the end game of it is this. They clearly know that they stepped over the line. Now I would pump the brakes on classless. I think it's poor taste is a better word because to me, poor taste is one instance okay jeremy disagrees it doesn't matter the instance the instance can be classless you want to say poor taste fine say poor taste my word is classless because it showed no class it was devoid of class it was here's class and then here's the tweet it was less than class okay i don't know how else to put it was okay. did it taste you know taste great less bad okay but i do know that it was bad. It was important. It was, it was absolutely a classless tweet. And we know the media people over there with the Astros and clearly they agree. I saw a tweet today out there that said something about owner to owner stuff. That's not going to work. I can't imagine Jim Crane no. would ever say, yeah, you know, that's a good idea. Go rip on the other owner. Yeah. No chance. Nope. And we want to, we want to turn around and we want to have, uh, you know, we want people here. I would think we want people here to respect the city. We want to show hospitality. You know, people come to this stadium in other places, we've we've heard them. 
We come, they come to the stadium and other places. Oh man, the fans are great. Everybody's great. They're nice to us. Say hello. And then we got these yahoos. And again, it's almost like this. It's this one dude is is stirring stuff up by, with a cult. You know, I don't I don't know what that's about. I really have some. I have questions. I have more questions today than I did when I started because I didn't pay attention to to, to this uh, breathing organism until I until today. I couldn't have picked him out of a lineup. Now I can, but I couldn't before. Right. Because now, now I got now I got the face like I was like, I got the face, but I didn't beforehand. Like he's because it's inconsequential. You don't I don't pay attention to people that just do this all the time for no reason. And by the way, I heard from a lot of people in the Houston community, Houston uh, media community today, too. And by a lot, I mean more than five. OK. And it was like this guy does this all the time. This is what he does. He turns around and twists things around to get people. And it's just, it's a bad look and it's a stick. And I don't want to make it about him. At the end of the day, the Astros front office people, media, ownership players, nobody thinks that's, thinks that's a good look. And if you're a fan and you think that's a good look, then you are a part of the problem because you're making it rougher on your team when they go somewhere else. And let them, let the other fans do it. Don't help the situation. Your ancestor literally assassinated President Lincoln. Yeah, that's a good one. Did you like? Did you like the 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 face there? Yeah. Twitter, Twitter that, has that a. Was, uh, that one was huh? pretty. That one was. Well, you know, when you look like me, I guess you're you're gunning down Lincoln. I guess that's how that works. Well, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, let's not forget for that those who for those who uh, may be listening to us outside of uh, the United States of America. John Wilkes Booth. Yeah, so so that was over slavery, uh, mid eighteen hundreds, and I, I think a simple look in the mirror check. Well, I didn't even go. One. I was just I, for me, it, it was clearly just last name. But yeah, well, but that's where that goes, right? I mean, look no, at the right. look at the avatar. Look at the picture. You know, and, and I'll, I'll give you a little history lesson. My 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 last name Booth was shortened at Ellis Island when my grandfather came across from Russia. Okay. Your great grandfather. So, you know, that's on my dad's side. Right. So when the Ukraine and Russia were one thing, so boot, it was actually bootlikov, which means bootmaker. It's now booth. Oh yeah. No, it goes way back. It goes way back. So um, nice try, but over two. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, why would it come up, Jason? I mean, we're talking about my ancestors. A, cutting that's down a good president. point. You know? when we... <laughs> so, I don't know. That was creative, though. It was. It so was. I like, one of them. One of them said something to me about using the bathroom sitting down. That was interesting too. And uh, another um, one mentioned your archaic scouting uh, philosophy. Yeah, that's fun. Which is again hilarious to me because if you actually look into what Jeremy does and how his company operates, they have some of the most progressive <laughs> analytics stuff i mean going the, on right now in amateur baseball yeah i mean the foreword of, of what bobby heck uh wrote in my in the book right was talking about how you know use numbers the data the modern stuff sorry look these people that that were talking clearly were just trying to take a shot what was funny to me though was funny to me was that when i went back at them how they kind of went well you can't go back at us yes i can Yes, I can. And it was seen and it was good. It was oh, here's good, another so. one. Tell me you are blank that never was a competitive athlete without telling me you were never an athlete. Yep. Let me let me tell you, dude, uh, Jeremy's <laughs> hit more professional home runs than you have. 
That's right. They hit many of them, but I got more than you. So how about this? Jeremy's stolen more bases as a professional than you ever have. There's a good one. That's even better. That's good. That's just one. I think I got one bag. Perfect. <laughs> so all right. Um I tried or I attempted to bring in uh, a a quick uh, pump the brakes and it was shot down there. Um, here's some other headlines that I've seen, Jeremy, that I think deserve the pump the pump the brakes treatment. This one is from MLB.com. The pitcher who could shake up the Major League Baseball trade deadline, Eduardo Rodriguez. Um, pump the brakes. Okay. This is the guy that hasn't been healthy, correct? Yeah, but this, this is Detroit. the guy who's pitching really well this season. It's a hit or miss guy. He was from Boston, went to Detroit. Same guy? Yep. Same lefty? Yeah. Um, I had to pause before I said pump the brakes just because. Um, the stuff's legit? Yeah, and I mean, it, it was 95, 96 when I saw him and played that way. I just uh, – and I saw him years ago. I haven't seen him in a few years, but when I saw him, you know, he was 95, 96 with, with, with feel. And, and it was kind of more of a, um, you know, feel for the stuff around the zone. He, was, I, he wasn't a painter then. He was just more of a filler. So, um, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens there, but that's a hit or miss guy. That's a guy who can get ambushed up pretty good. And if he catches a rhythm, it's pretty good. So I understand why they wrote it. I don't, I don't know that I believe that yet. I mean, when this guy's on, he reminds me, well, I shouldn't say that. When this guy is on, I mean, the stuff can be electric. I mean, you look yeah. back at the beginning of the month against the Mets. He went eight, struck out nine, no runs allowed. Against Cleveland, back on the 10th, goes seven, strikes out eight, no runs allowed. Lost a game to Kansas City, strikes out nine in five innings, but allows four, four runs, two earned, but... Uh, the numbers have leveled off a little bit for this year. Uh, he's four and four with a 2.13 ERA. He's uh, 67 strikeouts in 67 innings. Let's not forget, this guy won 19 games back in 2019. Now, yeah, granted, I mean, a rather high ERA, relatively speaking, at 3.81, but he won 19 games in, in, 20, in uh, 2019. No, I mean, look, he's got he's got a good arm. He's got things he can do. He's clearly got um, some upside. And when, like I said, when he's in rhythm, like we said, he's he's got a chance to to be pretty good. But the question is, how long does he harness that rhythm for? You know, I, I'm not just I'm not. I get why they wrote that. For me, it's buyer beware. I don't have enough on him this year to say that's true. I will say that uh, when we did which fan bases should be most concerned and it was Yankees Cardinals or Astros I remember that yeah and someone here said Cardinals that was me yeah I mean the Astros went on a, a winning streak the Yankees have picked it up and the Cardinals have been the More one that the we really the one we should have mentioned is the San Diego Padres that's yes. the one yeah, that has not been great. Um, Cardinals have been uh, more of the same. Um, 
You know, they're, they're going to need some help. They're going to need some things to get going. I, you know, what we say about the Astros, 500 baseball in April, 550 in May. Where are they at right now? Because May's over. They are <clears throat> three games behind. And um, I'm getting it right here. I don't know it off the top of my head. 31 and 22. 31 and 22. Seven and three in their last 10. And uh, eight and two of the Rangers in their last 10. You know, this was on our uh, Sports Extra show on Sunday night. When will the Astros overtake the Rangers over under before after July 1st? I, I arbitrarily picked July 1st for the Astros to overtake the Rangers and it was over under which one would you, would you go under July 1st or past July 1st for the over over? Okay, good. I did as well. I think the Rangers are a team that fades in, you know, in, in August, we said that last time. I don't think they're, I think they're built for, they're close. I don't think they're ready. We talked about it before the year. Some somebody, some people looked at me like I was crazy, but I think I thought those the Rangers would be better. Um, I don't think that they're ready yet. I still think this is the Astros division. It's clearly not Oakland's division. Um, you know, Seattle is uh Wow, way is, to go out on a limb by saying this is clear yeah, this is not I mean, Oakland's division. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean you know, the Mariners are hot at different points. I mean, Kellen's been much better. I mean, Rodriguez is, you know, he's Julio Rodriguez. I mean, they have some pieces to work with there. Um, you know, and the Angels are always dangerous. Well, whether they put it together or not is 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 interesting, but they're dangerous. So, you know, it's it's a four-team division. I'd have I would go Angels, Rangers, Mariners, uh, I'm sorry, Astros, Rangers, um, Mariners, Angels in that order. That's how I do it. I actually think the A's may be worse than their record, and that's hard, but watching them in that series against the Astros, uh, I, I actually tweeted it. Um, you know, it's funny. I, I, I didn't get any, I, I, I didn't get any, you know, aggressive people after me. I, I just said, I, I wonder if the, the A's are actually worse than, than their record says. But nothing wrong with that tweet. And there wasn't anything you. wrong with my tweet. Yeah. You have somebody who, again, that's just what that's just what that guy does. I mean, he decides he's because he can't do it himself. I mean, that's what that is. When you have no arguments for yourself, you appeal to other people's authority to support you. If you didn't like the fact that the tweet I put out said it was classless, so what? So what? Because the Astros deleted it. If you but you don't take it and then twist it around and act like the fan base is being insulted, which is exactly what you did. And that is Let's say it lacks bravery. How's that? Is that a nice way of saying it? It lacks bravery. Um, but if that's you, then be be you. Live your best lack, lacking bravery life. You know, we'll be over here doing what we do, telling the truth. My man Jason's going to talk about Oakland that might be worse than they are. And I'm going to talk about how Alvarez might be the best hitter in the game, right? Because he can flat out hit. And while we're busy talking about 2017, you're missing out on something that's once in a lifetime right now in, in, your, in your own franchise. And that's not just Altuve, and that's not just Bregman, and that's not just Springer. You have a guy in Jordan Alvarez who really could be, as the person told me, David Ortiz. He really could be. If he stays on the field, boy can hit. And I'll tell you something else. Don't throw him a left-hander in a close game. Ever. Okay, the Phillies figured that out, and they keep trying to do it. And he's like, I got you. I got you. I can do it. 
enjoy what the team can be, support and be be a positive influence on the community and on the uh, on on the club. One more pump the brakes at the Coral Gables Regional in Miami. And maybe you've had this, Jeremy. I don't know, based on your scouting travels. The Mark Light Shake is only available at the stadium in Miami. For the regionals, they come up with shake flavors for each of the uh, three other schools that are at the regionals. So with Texas, Louisiana, and Maine all coming to Coral Gables for that regional, this shake place at Mark Light Field, Alex Rodriguez Field at Mark, what is it? Pardon me. Alex Rodriguez Park at Mark Light Field. The Texas Barbecue Brisket Shake. <laughs> the Louisiana Tabasco Shake. And the Maine Butter Lobster Shake. Are you downing those or are you saying pump the brakes? Pump brakes. No shot. Not touching any of that. No pass. Hard pass. See you later. Goodbye. I, I had to... I actually would try. I would try the barbecue brisket one. Better man than me. And I first, I had to make sure that this wasn't like a joke. But then I, I saw one of their other tweets where they had the, um, they had a buffalo wing one with uh, ranch or blue cheese. And and they really have these milkshakes. Mm, mm -mm. So, like, I got a question. Would you tweet that? Would you put that on a tweet and that you were going to try it? Would you put it out there? Probably. So then I would turn around and say, yeah, well, now do the shake that in 2017 takes all the ribbing from everybody else and all the other shakes don't like him and Wendy's is upset and McDonald's is That's how relevant that was. Sorry. And Sonic and yeah, let's get all the shake. All everybody's upset. I hey, hey, don't bring friendlies into this. Friendlies, <laughs> friendlies filed chapter is bankrupt. <laughs> chapter I'm eleven. Upset. We're all mad. Everybody's mad. Those shakes. Twenty seventeen. All the all the shakes in twenty seventeen are upset. Still. Uh, um, quick, 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 quick scouting report. Uh, Josh Stallman. Yeah. Remember him? I do. Azusa Pacific. Yeah. I think I said his name right. That's right. Uh, part of a really solid outing on Monday for the Royals. You said set up reliever power arm, tip of the top of the scale velocity, heavy ball with explosive life, life can keep it down in the zone, but attacks the middle and lets it run. Curveball has a purpose and changes shape between a true curveball and a slider when thrown harder. Rush's delivery doesn't repeat release point enough to start okay quick to the plate and can field his position enough to help defensively. You had him, he was your 27th player on your board, and I think you had him in the second round. Yeah, that's about right. I think he went in the comp round. Big arm. Huge. Always had a big arm. Yeah, huge. Um what was that 2015? Does that sound right? It was. Yep. Yeah. Big arm. Royals took him. Um, comp pick, I think. I think. But uh, he's he's worked. That's where he's been. He's been good. He's had it's, it wasn't always great right away, but today um, part of a uh, combined two hit shutout of the aforementioned St. Louis Cardinals. The Cardinals are 17 and 38. Yeah, it's they're not good. Seven, they're just seven games behind the A's. 
Yeah, and I, I'm quite certain the Cardinals aren't doing what the A's did. You know, so that's that's a that's a whiff. The the A's, I think, you know, kind of set out for that, right? I don't think the Cardinals did. So, uh, Stomont, he uh, was the opener. Oh, okay, same thing. It'll be interesting to see how many of these. Uh, will the Royals be open for business? They have to be, right, at the trade deadline. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think clubs are still figuring that out now. The one thing about the draft being pushed to where it is is it condenses everything into the next couple of months. You have the trade deadline. You have the draft. You have the um, which is the, not the enjoyable. Deadline. Which is yeah, not enjoyable no. for the people involved. Not at all. I mean, it's it's actually been some stuff that we have talked about both on and offline as far as you know um, developments and adjustments that'll be coming to the landscape. I guess is what a best way to say it. But um, no, it's it's hard it's hard to do, and and I think the people clubs are figuring that out now, and because of the uh, the, the the shift in analytics with you know, with uh, as far as how it relates to scouts, right? As far as you know, all that. There's less people to go see things. It's funny because the guys in the in the room, they, in the computer, they still want everybody to go watch it, right? But they want to cut the staff that goes and watches it. It's amazing to see how that works out. So that's where they are. Um, I've had an an episode like this in my life, and you had one over the weekend. The TV station that you grew up watching in LA, you were on it. Uh, I only have four minutes left. Can you tell us what it was like for you in two minutes? Yeah. I, I mean, real quick. I mean, it was, uh, was out there visiting family. Um, an opportunity came up to go on KCAL nine news, which is CBS LA. Um, and it was an intro, you know, I grew up watching that show, watching that sports central and watching that station. You know, I wrote a book. We talked about this before the book is, was a bestseller for, um, number one in several categories, whether it was new release, sports industry, sports psychology, whatever it was, but baseball, there was, it was number one in, in several categories for most of the week, which is good for a new release because books are coming out all the time. Um, very proud of it. Very happy with it. They gave me an opportunity to talk about it. They talked about the series. They talked about some of the stuff that we, uh, we have done briefly. I don't, I don't, didn't see the show air. I think it was live by the way. So you know, we talked about some of that stuff before we got on, but it was nice to go home and have an opportunity, you know, where I'm from um, my hometown in, in, in LA to be able to do that. Now I could very clearly live in Houston. I love living in Houston. I've been here 15, 16 years, but where you grow up is where you grow up. And it's nice to be able to go back and do it. It was fun. And I'm very appreciative of the people, uh, on the air and you as well for helping that get together when you became aware, aware of it. No problem. Uh, I also grew up in Syracuse, New York, and I, I worked, watched channel five WTVH when I was a kid. And, uh, I was on it. I later worked at that station. So, um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, you know, I just got thinking when you mentioned about your book. Maybe I'll tell you later. Okay. All right, okay. everybody. That's it for Extra Bases. Bristol and Booth, until next time, thanks for listening. If you have any questions, comments, or anything else, you know how to reach us. Leave us in the com- leave it uh, for us in the comments section, and we'll talk to you next time here on Extra Base.